So as I was going back through mm-hmm. the episodes and redoing them, remastering them, making them pretty, there's yeah. still like five I haven't done. Ooh, Oops. that's fun. But I was I was going back through and cleaning some of them up because Kevin and I sat down and I was bitching, and he was like, you know, you could just do like this, this, and this, and like Make turn turn my editing time from like t- uh two hours to ten minutes, and it pisses yeah. me off. No, what, I mean I'm I'm down for it. Yeah, but, like it makes our our sound sound really pretty. Real good. But I'm just really upset that I spent like 14 episodes spending two mm. hours each time when it's like, oh, now it takes longer to just process the audio than it yeah. does to me to actually edit it. So I mean, it, it's fine. It do it be. So as I was going back through episode four, yeah, I just so sometimes I'll just randomly come across. I, I randomly just hit this, and I remember myself saying, "Oh yeah, I know what it feels like to slam my head into the side of a pool." Oh shit! Slide. Oh and wow! That was we that- never told that story. Did I tell you that story? You've told me that story, I think. That I slammed my head into the pool? And yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to recount that story. Yeah, please do. Okay. It's so worth it. It was it was the Queen the Queen Mary, I think a child on the Queen Mary is said to like die because she snapped her neck because the, the, the pool. The pool slide and it like the boat like rocked. rocked. Yeah. I, I as I'm thinking about that, that doesn't seem logical. But you could totally snap your neck on a pool slide. Oh, hundred like, percent. Especially the way they were made back then. Actually, yeah. yeah. Okay. So here's a story about how I slammed my head on a pool slide because it's actually really funny. So once upon a time, like three years ago? Once upon three years ago. Four score and three years ago, yeah. I was at Kevin's house and Kevin's house is a mansion. Mm-hmm. It has like seven bedrooms and a shit ton of bathrooms and an indoor yeah. indoor pool room that's like two stories high. So... Damn. I know you've never seen it, but it's... No, but I have, like, the picture in my head, so if I ever do see it, I'm, I might be disappointed. Because it's very grandiose in my uh, brain. It's, it's, it's a pretty... Pool... No, mm, oh, okay. It's a pool room. Okay. It's just a... It's a pool room. It was also okay. built, like, in the 90s, so... Oh, hell yeah. That's even better. <laughs> like, 90s, here's my crib style. <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. So, it's actually a pretty decent, like, below ground pool. It has, like, an infinity hot tub that, like, pours into the pool. Hell yeah. And it has a slide. So the slide technically starts off on the main floor of mm-hmm. the house, but then the pool sets on the ground floor, which is technically the basement of the house, mm-hmm. right? So you come out the basement doors, and there's the pool, but you can go up to the – you go up the stairs or just, yeah. like, come out of the first floor of the house into the pool room, and you're at the top of the slide okay, that and makes overlooking sense. the pool, right? Yeah. So when the pool slide was being installed – Kevin was the test dummy to make sure that the fucking pool slide was right. Kevin, you've had so much shit happen to you, baby. Yes. (laughs) So bad. So anyways, they, it was back in like early, no, late 90s at this point because Kevin was alive. Um, They were, they would have Kevin slide down the pool and I guess the way they designed it the first time, there was a hump in the pool and Kevin kept slamming his face into the the Jesus Christ. So, so it ended up getting figured out, and the pool, the pool slides, it's good now. You don't like slam your head in the in in the slide, like that. Oh God, yeah. You should ask him about that. It's pretty funny. So, so anyway, so anyways, so I get there. So Kevin has a friend over. So Uh him, him and his friend are talking. I'm drunker than shit. Yeah, I'm like blitz, which is not hindsight's twenty twenty. Do not fucking drink and swim don't do it please jesus because i've gotten hurt a couple times so this being one of them so um the breaker for the pool slide because it injects water into the slide right so the the breaker for that pump 
um, gets a little hot. So you can only turn it on for a little bit of a period of time. So I'm like, I asked Kevin, I was like, hey, can you turn on the thing? Like, I want to go down the slide. So he's uh-huh. like, yeah, sure. I am blitzed. Okay. Like, I hate swimming. I hate water. I hate cold. But I'm like, I want to go down this fucking slide. That's how drunk I am. Kevin, okay. you should have been like, fuck no. You need to sit down. He drink tur- some water. He turns it on, I think, to just entertain me so he could talk to his friend. Okay, fair. But they're there. They're there. They're watching me. So right. it's, it's okay. I wouldn't have done this alone. But they're there in the room. They're uh-huh. in the pool. They're watching. So I start fucking just like a going. little kid going. I'm just like going down the slide, hitting the water, swimming out, running <sighs> back up, hitting the slide. So I do this a couple times. And I go down the slide once and I hit the water and I come up and Kevin and his friend are looking at me. Yeah. And they're like, are you okay? Like, what the fuck? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're I'm like, great. they're like, we heard a bang oh, when no. you went down the slide. No. And I'm like, I don't know. And as soon as they like, as soon as I'm like, I don't, the top of my head hurts so fucking bad. Hurts like my hairline hurts so fucking bad. And then I remember... As I went down the slide, I slammed my fucking face into the opening <laughs> in the pool slide. <laughs> and oh. I didn't fucking... They, it was so loud. But mind you, the pump for the pool slide is also really fucking loud. Yeah, I was like, about to it say. makes the whole pool room echo. So the fact that they heard it over the pool, oh God. <laughs> the pool pump, because I slammed my face. I slammed my face. Like, it, like into the, the top opening. Of this? Okay, the, like opening the opening of the slide. Okay. So like as I was grabbing the top, right, and then like launching myself feet first, feet first into the slide. So I just oh. poof hit my head. Like I didn't lean back oh, enough. No. Slam my head. They heard it. And so Kevin was like, okay, all right, you know what? You're we're You're done. done. We're You're done. done. So you just, need to sit down. Yeah. So I had a little bit of a bruise. It actually wasn't that bad, weirdly enough. I mean, considering that you just like slammed Fucking your skull slam- into the thing. Yeah. <laughs> face planted on the... Let's see. What else did I do in that? I think two other things. This time I wasn't drunk, but I... There's... Weirdly enough, they have tile surrounding the pool. That's real dumb. Which is dumb. I, Why? I did slip. For sure. I didn't fall on... Thank God I didn't fall on like the concrete edge of the pool what? i fell into the pool but i kind of smashed my knee up a little bit yeah and when i, f- I fell <laughs> i fell back into the pool and then one of his sisters were there at the time I was like are you good i was like yeah this fucking tile stupid though what the <laughs> hell she was like well you're you're not supposed to climb on that and i was like well there's no fucking ladder over here so well whatever it is what it the is sec- the third thing i think that i did this time i was drunk i suck at diving Oh, I suck at swimming. Period. Like I that's thought, so sad. Did you not take swimming lessons when you were a kid? I did, but they put me in like level one. Let's learn to like at least get you to float. Oh, so well, I, I could suck. I could maybe teach you. I have like some training on how to save people. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I had my lifeguard certification. Oh, for that's a little cool. Bit. Yeah, well, I just don't like swimming in general. No, that's fair. So, but I know how to dive. It's just that I never keep my legs straight when oh. I dive. So, oh, actually, now that I think of that, think about that. Two things that I did. First, one, couple, one of the times that I dove in, I scraped my chin Baby, no. on the bottom of the pool. Where the fuck were you diving? Like five feet? No, I went down. No, Bro. it's like a 13 foot deep pool. Good this Lord. is also Kevin's pool. I'm still at Kevin's pool. You just need to not go to Kevin's pool, man. And then when I said I can't keep my body straight, I dove in at such a weird angle uh-huh. that the top half of my body went in the water. Uh-huh stopped but the bottom half of my body kept going so i actually flipped almost snapped my spine like it hurt so fucking bad i was like i have to stop it hurt like i i like i flexed like a pretzel and it hurt so bad i was like i'm so scared i never dove after that again jesus that's how bad it hurt 
That stresses me out. Ooh, that's why you don't drink and swim. <laughs> don't do that, kids. Jesus. Yeah. So that's... I'm glad you're alive. I'm yeah. glad you made that. Now I know, now I know why my father hated me going out there and swimming. Because I would come home and tell him these funny stories. Like, ha ha, listen to this dumb thing that I did. And he's like, I'm going to have a heart attack. Please stop. Please stop trying to snap your spine. Woo. That one was rough. That sounds awful. So, like, I've never hit my face on a pool slide going down. But I've never been drunk trying to do that either. But, <laughs> but I have smacked my face on a countertop before. <laughs> Because I was so overtired that, like, my object permanence and, like, spatial awareness was fucked. Oh, Jesus. So I went to, like, lean down and get something off of the floor and just smacked my face, like, the top of my head just right onto the corner. So that's Love it. Love it. I've never, like, pool slid my face. No, not on, like, the bottom. Yeah. of the pool just like no no i've never done that either. that fucking hurt so like i got that was concrete Ooh. burn that yeah. hurt like hell oh for sure no, like i've scraped out my knees and stuff my hands but yeah. never like my face your face no you don't know, like a little no concrete no <laughs> concrete. fuck yeah concrete <laughs> fuck yeah concrete okay <laughs> you want to know what's also fuck yeah concrete what spooky series What are we supposed to do? Oh, yeah, flip a coin. Oh, also this thing. <laughs> We're going to make it through this together, we everybody. I haven't done this in a hot minute, I don't yeah, think, because yeah, no. of holidays. Oh, also, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in a whole year. Shut up. Because we're recording no. on the first. So, you're welcome. That joke is dumb. That's the best joke. Just, I will we should, say that You know what? We should life. leave that joke in 2020. Never. Because <clears throat> hindsight's 2020. I fucking hate you. <laughs> you're welcome. I swear to God. Okay, so... I thought we flip coin first. Yeah, yeah, let's flip coin. Okay, all right. So you pick, I flip. Um, we're gonna go with heads this time. Yeah, Watch and we're gonna stuff. we're gonna set a, a good tone for the year. Yeah, yeah. Watch it be booty. It's fucking booty. Woo! Are you <laughs> shitting me? I keep going first. I mean, that's fine. Okay. Maybe this is just our established order via the ether. I don't like it. It is I don't it is. like going first. So if you like what we're doing though, and you want to keep Ooh. supporting us, definitely check us out on our Patreon Yee. at patreon.com slash haunt her i barely know her we have two tiers going on we have an investigator tier which is our basic just support us and we give yeah. you a cool shout out boop, boop. and then you're our close friend on instagram and then you can check us check us out on our medium tier where we post additional content on patreon and you get access to that we're a little yeah. behind on that just because of the holidays and then so we got covid so Woo. we're gonna be getting back on that very yeah. very soon so expect more things for our medium friends but there's some there. Yeah. There's there's a couple. There's a couple. Ooh. Okay, cool. All right. So I, Kitty Groves, yeah, I'm going me. first. Tell me, tell me. What am I what am I covering? I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> the Greyfriar Kirkyard in I... Edinburgh, Scotland. Edinburgh? Yeah. I think E D I N B U R G H. Yeah, I guess so. Edinburgh. Why? Yeah, sorry. Why? Because my brain was getting that in Edinburgh confused. So, yeah, I keep wanting to yeah. call it Edinburgh. Might mm. be Edinburgh. I don't know. Probably Edinburgh. I'd do what it be. It's Scotland. Yeah, I could just, like, gargle a little bit and then probably, be, yeah, we that's know rude. where that's at. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> that's rude. Sorry, I didn't mean to insult your homeland. I'd do what it be. <laughs> like your country homeland. Okay, so this is the Greyfriar Kirkyard. And when mm-hmm. I say Kirk, mm-hmm. that is 
Scottish for church. Okay. So it is it's a churchyard. Nice. So I just want to establish that. So we're going to we're going to get into the history as well as a, a graveyard can have a history because it's a graveyard. Okay. So fair. we're just going to tell some stories that surround the graveyard and like I'll, I'll tell the story as to why it's as haunted as it is. It's okay, cool. actually pretty fucking haunted. Oh. Um it's known as the world's most haunted graveyard. Gross. Yes, and you'll find out why. Okay. So the graveyard was founded mm-hmm. when a Prince, I pronounced, the, I practiced this word 500 times and now I'm blanking. Franciscan. Yeah. Yeah. Friary was mm-hmm. dissolved in 1560. So we're going a little okay. ways back. Okay. So for reasons of why this, this friary was dissolved, we have no idea. Religious is always a finicky thing in the UK, as we're going to learn in just a minute. In 1562, the kirkyard or the churchyard was taken and replaced as a graveyard by a royal sanction so kind of like how we have intimate domain here they have a royal sanction there so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. royalty came in and was like no we're gonna stop burying dead people at saint giles cathedral okay and here's why i i thought this was hilarious so they, they moved the graveyard of a cathedral in town to out of town and here's why because it is thought beneficial that there should be no more burials within the church at St. Giles, mm-hmm. and because that kirkyard is not thought to have sufficient room for bur- burying the dead, and taking into consideration the smell and inconvenience in the heat of the summer, it would be provided that a burial place be made further from the middle of town, such as in Greyfriar Yard, and the oh, same wow. built up and made secure. So... Because of the stanky stank. So my my issue with that is how deeply down were you burying people? Like, had they learned six feet is how far down it needs to be? I don't think so. That's really dumb. I don't I don't think so. That's really dumb. Yeah. So apparently they oh, they no. moved it. So this is this is how the Greyfriar Kirkyard uh, gets its <clears throat> gets its start. So it's also called the Greyfriar mm-hmm. because it was from a friary. Okay, right. that makes sense. And then the friars there, their adornment was to wear a gray cloak, mm-hmm. so they call it the Gray Friar Kirkyard. So so here's a, here's a thought with, uh-huh. with friaries. Yes. So I never knew that that was a word until you mentioned it, I think, with the black monk. I, it never connected in my brain because, like, we hear, like, friar so-and-so or, like, friar tuck, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I, it never connected in my brain that a friary is where a friar comes from. Yeah. That's just really Yeah, funny. I also learned that when I was Friary. doing this because I was like, we don't have friaries. No. We have monasteries. Yeah. But and monks. Yeah. Instead of friar took. But that's, I guess that's a, like a local, mm-hmm. like a culture, like a okay. regional thing. That I makes guess, sense. And like the UK kind of thing. Sure. So, okay, cool. All right, cool. So this is where the history gets a little dark and we're going to have to take a little detour to come back to. So we're going we're gonna to tangent for a second and then okay. we're going to come back to why this is relevant for, for our Kirkyard, right? Okay. So, uh, like I said, re- uh, the UK is a little finicky about the religion. You know, war, all, all kinds of wars. Uh, Aren't we all? Yeah. So, so, so there was this whole thing with the Covenanters. Yeah. Yeah? Is that ringing a bell? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, I, I pulled this up on Wiki. You can find all of this on there if you just Wiki Covenanters. That's the Coven and Ters. Coven Ters. Coven Ters, yeah. So, in 1638... Mm-hmm. The Covenanters were a member of a 17th century Scottish rebellion, religious and political. The rebellion was backed by the Presbyterian Church of Scotland. So their dispute was with James I Mm -hmm. and also the 
the fifth. He was, or the the sixth. He was James the the fifth, and mm-hmm. then he became James the first because he like took over like all of England and like some other stuff. And yeah. then his son Charles the first of England over structures and doctrines that were placed in the church. So like everybody had to instead of like. Like how we have different versions of the Bible, they were told like you have to read this one version of the Bible, and of course, you know, yeah. there's diversity, and that's okay. And so they weren't okay with just reading the thing that they didn't believe in. So right. they signed a thousand Scots signed a national covenant telling them that they are resisting the rule of the Kirk that was in place on them. So after this, of course, several wars broke out. Yeah. As you know, the English love their wars over religion. In 1660, the Covenanters lost control of their church due to the restoration. Mm-hmm. So that happened. So they, they lost. The Covenanters became persecuted and made a minority. And in the beginning of 1679, a s- small armed rebellions broke out known as the Killing Time. And it went on for, I think, 10 years. That what a name. The killing time, yes. So that's the worst time of day. This is where the Grey Friar Kirkyard comes into play now. So okay. during this killing time, during the rebellions of mm-hmm. the Covenanters, there was a local rebellion, armed local rebellion, defeated at Brothwell Brig in sixteen seventy nine, leading to twelve hundred Covenanters being imprisoned in Edinburgh. Okay. Okay. There weren't enough holding cells for all twelve thousand. So a makeshift prison was made at the Kirk Friar, sorry, Greyfriar Kirkyard. This site became known as the Covenanters Prison, where the extra 400 that could not be held at the prison were kept there. The conditions were absolutely terrible. They were so terrible, it was known as like the first concentration camp. Awesome. So while each of the individual Covenants were waiting for trial, which took a total of four months for like all 1,200 of these people to be processed. That's so many people, or at least, man. At least the 400 people at the, the Kirkyard. They all had to live in the yard. No shelter. What the fuck? Absolutely no shelter. And their only food ration was four ounces of bread. That's the most bullshit thing I've ever heard. So with conditions being so horrible, only 257 survived out of the 400. They were either, they either escaped or they swore they had to swear their loyalty to the crown because all of those that were caught had to mm-hmm. go through due trial and then some of them were executed. Jesus. Woo! So those who passed were buried in the kirkyard and just kind of like just buried like in the yard, like not really in even really marked graves. Awesome. Awesome. Fun stuff. Let's go. So the fucker who nope. tried them, who was like their judge, yeah. jury, and, and executor, right? Mm-hmm. Sir George McKinsey or known as Bloody McKenzie. He was a lawyer and the Lord Advocate and was the mm-hmm. most vicious persecutor of all the Covenanters. Awesome. He, on paper, Ooh. was a cultivated and a learned gentleman. Like, he published all kinds of papers yeah. and, like, was in all, like, parts of, like, the government. And he, you know, was, like, a good, outstanding citizen. But he was an asshole. Uh, those are usually the case. Yeah, so... He was very harsh in dealing punishments, mm-hmm. right? So they were either executed or deported. Deported mm-hmm. where? I don't know. But that's kind of was like one of the two. So he didn't care if the guards beat them. And that would suck so bad to like get deported from your own country. Isn't that weird? Because they're they're Scottish. Right. All of them. Yeah. Where, the, where do they get deported? Ireland? Like the Iceland? Where? The? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's Ugh. really weird. Uh, their execution would also have their heads placed on the gate spikes i'm not quite sure about that one but that's what someone said 
I hate it when people do that. So Mackenzie was handpicked by Charles II to make an example. Maybe it was Charles I or Charles II. I think it was Charles I to make an example and squash the rebellion. So that's why the dealings were harsh. And Well, yeah, I mean, when you have a rebellion, that's normally how monarchies respond is like, make an example of them. Kill them all. What's it? <laughs> okay. He, fun fact, Mackenzie ended up killing 18,000 people during the killing time that's not a fun fact no no that that's a that's, that's a f- not a good that's good a fact what the fuck fact yeah a wtff and if yeah. you will instead of an ff it's a wtff it's a what the fuck fact uh, instead of a fun fact oh okay oh i gotcha okay <laughs> but in a funny twist of fate mckenzie was actually buried in the Greyfriar kirkyard get fucked mckenzie just, just like around the corner from the covenanters prison those ghosts fuck with him for all eternity. No, it doesn't quite turn out Son that way. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So his, I had hopes. his place of burial is called the Black Mausoleum, or it's just Ugh. called a vault. Oh, okay. So I was like, the Black Mausoleum sounds so... So like, Ugh. it's it's a, rotund, a rotundron mm-hmm. type building, so circular. Yeah. And it kind of, it's just a very small... Okay. I wouldn't say very small. It's actually pretty decently large, but it's just built for him. Mm-hmm. And you have to go inside... Right. It's got windows. It's pretty. Like, you Google it. It's actually really pretty. Like, yeah. The whole thing's pretty. You, you've never heard of the Greyfriar Kirkyard? No. We're going to get there for in a second because you should, Surprisingly. Actually, you should actually know this. Okay. I might then. It, it might ring something. Okay. We're, we're going to get to that part in a minute. So, so in a, a, a famed Scottish poet, Robert Louis Stevenson, mm-hmm. wrote about Mackenzie stating, when a man's soul is certainly in hell, his Body will scarce lie quiet in a tomb, however costly. Sometime or another, the door must open, and the re- reprobate come forth in an o- abhorred. Damn it! I practice this. I swear. Come forth in an abhorred garments of the grave. Foreshadow. 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 Was he like a specter? You'll see. Okay, because that that sounds like a specter to me. Well, well this, I don't like it. This guy wrote about Mackenzie being. No. Because he's such an asshole, he Being won't. Being a spirit. Yeah, because he won't. When your rest. soul's in hell, your body's not going to chill. That makes sense. Got him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so in the early part of the 1800s, so we're gonna we're gonna go. So we're past that now. So okay. Mackenzie okay. died. That happened with the Covenanters. And, and that then, was the 1600s. Now we're jumping to the 18. Correct. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So late 1600s. Now we're jumping to the 1800s. Okay. So, cool. Another another WTFF is it fun or fucked up? We don't. We're gonna find out. <laughs> the University of Edinburgh, mm-hmm. not Edinburgh. It's Edinburgh. Okay, had a prestigious medical studies program that was doing quite well. Oh, very, no. very, okay. very well. Okay, so well, in fact, that it became a real problem that grave robbers no. were stealing so many dead bodies that body snatching Damn became it. an epidemic in the area. I was afraid that was going to be the thing because you said they were doing well. And I was like, oh, no. What if they don't have enough? Oh, no. Yes. So. I'm upset. It became an epidemic in Edinburgh. Like, if you actually Wikipedia body snatching, Uh Greyfriars Kirkyard is in that article because of how bad it was. That's so terrible. It was so common. It was not unusual for relatives and friends of someone who just died to watch over the body until they were six feet under. Like, to make sure they make it in the ground, they get covered up, and no one leaves the body side. Because it was that bad. Also, iron coffins started to be used during this time period Mm -hmm. to prevent that. And iron framework bars were used to cover 
the graves and then just like shoved into the ground so yeah. no one could like pick it up or like dig around it. And those were called mort safes. M-O-R-T safes. Hmm. Mort safes. Hmm. And they're actually, there's still a couple there in Kirkyard to this day. That's kind of cool, actually. Like that, like that's an interesting fact about why why that was a thing. Because maybe that's why we have like modern day vaults. Probably. Yeah. You don't want your body snatched. Yeah, like our Halloween episode. Body snatching. Body Hello. snatching. So that's that's kind of the history. So let's get into like a couple. You, The fact that you don't know this, but you claim to be such a Harry Potter fan upsets me. It's probably you're going to say something and it's probably going to like jump into my like I'm going to yell. Yeah. Okay. So let's 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 cover some famous things there at the Kirkyard. So okay. one of the famous like well-to-do things at the Kirkyard when you go there, it's like, let's go look at this, is uh Greyfriar Bobby, mm-hmm. the Sky Terrier. Like the It's a dog. Like the dog? Yeah, it's a dog. So a man by the name of John Gray owned Bobby for the last two years of his life. After mm-hmm. the death of Gray, Bobby supposedly stood over the man's grave for the next 14 years. That's so sad. Poor little sweet doggy. The dog became so popular that Many people would come and bring him food, mm. and even the town council organized to pay for Bobby's dog license so he wouldn't be rounded up and euthanized. Uh, so sweet. <laughs> Bobby became so popular. In fact, I didn't know this, so I had to actually look it up, and it is true. Disney released a film called Greyfriar, Greyfriar's Bobby in 1961, like 100 years later. Holy shit. No. That's so sweet. About 90 years later. So when Bobby passed in 1872, a statue was erected dedicated to the dog where his body was buried nearby. That's so sweet. So there's a cute little dog statue. So, all right. You ready for the Harry Potter part? Yeah. Okay. I'm always ready for the Harry Potter part. Next to the Kirkyard uh-huh. is the Elephant House Cafe. Okay. That still doesn't ring a bell with you? No. No? J.K. Rowling sat in oh. that cafe and scribbled her first lines of Harry Potter. On the napkin. On the napkin. Even I know that. And I'm well, like, I didn't know the name of the restaurant. I know like Harry Potter lore, not J.K. Rowling lore. Oh my God. I don't give two fucks about that. <laughs> like I, care, I <laughs> care about the story, okay? You have to care about the origins of the story, not though. necessarily. She was like, wasn't she like poor and shit? And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and abusive ex-husband. Oh, that's I'm awful. Left. Okay. Yeah. So... Yeah. So because of that, right? Yes. So there's two very famous tombstones in mm-hmm. the Kirkyard because of J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. The first one is William McGonagall. Of course. Isn't that cool? Known as one of the worst poets in Scotland. <laughs> Get he wrote a poem about a horrific rail crash. I didn't copy the poem. That sounds like my kind of poetry. Yeah, I know. I was like, I'm not even going to fucking deal with it. No, so, all dramatic reading that shit, man. I'm not going to. 100%. You can pull it up. I will. You okay? Not right now. But no. Sometime. He was a weaver and never made any real money from his poetry. Obviously. Well, he did what he loved. And was buried in the kirkyard in an unmarked grave, but was given his plaque in 1999. Well, thank God somebody in the 90s was like, "This poor man." Right, because we wouldn't have had Professor McGonagall in yeah. Harry Potter. And she's like my favorite. So. Yeah, she's actually pretty dope. Then Thomas Riddle. Oh. Is another tombstone. It said absolutely nothing about him other mm-hmm. than like. People think that this is where J.K. Rowling got her got the name got the name Tom Riddle, which is funny because the 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 the, the tombstone his last name Riddle is R I D D E L L and not mm-hmm. R I D D L E, mm-hmm. even though that's how it's spelled. Yeah, right. Well, I but. think that also like when she was writing the first book and getting Tom Marvolo Riddle, like she had to play with the name a little bit to get it to say I am Lord Voldemort. Yeah, so I do it to be. That's 
Mm-hmm. I am Lord Voldemort. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's how the the letters. Yeah, I was. Tra- I was into. like, what's the phrase that gets reworded? Yeah, mm-hmm. re lettered organization. So that that graveyard is like a super like pilgrimage spot. A bunch of Harry Potter fans will go there. Like well, lay, that makes sense. Lay lay flowers and notes mm-hmm. on his grave. So oh. it's constantly visited. Interesting. And that fun stuff. So that's that's kind of like the history. It mm-hmm. is it is open. Most of it's open to the public, twenty four seven. You can just okay. walk in there, check it out. There's a couple tour places yeah. that will take a tour and, and like historically tell you stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, I can get behind that. And then like you'll get attacked by a ghost. So let's, we'll, we'll, awesome. we'll, we'll get into that. That so, sounds like a fun time. In, let's go. In 1999, uh-huh. a homeless man broke into the Black Mausoleum. Rude, but it's warm, so I understand. Right. So depending on who you ask. Um, either he broke in because it was raining or he broke in to find a spot to sleep for the night. Or both. Or both. Or one or the other. I don't know. Um, so he either went further to break into McKinsey's actual coffin or mm-hmm. didn't. Okay. Or he stepped on some plague victims' bodies or that never happened. I have no idea. There's so many different like renditions of the story. Okay, fair. More or less, dude broke into coffin. Uh-huh. Sorry, excuse me. Mausoleum? Broke into the mausoleum. Oh, I was about to say, wow, that took a turn for the worst. So sorry. Broke into the mausoleum, and then apparently a lot of the stories say that he came out screaming. Yeah. A a couple people, like, reported it that, like, someone ran out of the kirkyard screaming. I don't like that. That evening. So, here we go. Because it could be anything from, like, something moved quietly to something, like, whispered your ear. Because whenever I'm in, like, playing phasmophobia and something whispers in my ear, I definitely freak the fuck out. Yeah. So. so, whatever it was, it is said that the homeless man released McKinsey spirit that is so malevolent, it is coined to be the McKinsey poltergeist. Awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, this, so, nighttime tours are conducted, and those who go into the Black Mausoleum exit with bruises, burns, scratches, bite marks, or even broken bones. And also, just walking into the graveyard itself, shit like that can happen to you. What the fuck? In 2006, the Scotsman, which is a uh, newspaper yeah. yeah, thing, wrote that there has been 450 documented attacks and 140 people who have collapsed. Let's go. And the poltergeist <laughs> was blamed for the death of a local psychic. That bitch. <laughs> no. The psychic tried to perform an exorcism on the graveyard, failed, and then apparently suffered from a heart attack six weeks later. Jesus. Whoop, whoop. His son, also a psychic, one year later, also tried to perform another exorcism on the graveyard and failed. I don't like that. So two, two, two failed exorcism on, I'm assuming more of like on the black mausoleum mm-hmm. because of the poltergeist because Jesus. The amount of attacks have escalated so badly that the city of, the city of Edinburgh closed off the Covenanter's prison. Mm-hmm. Like completely. To, completely to the public. Unless you get a guided tour, that is the uh-huh. only time that you can get access to that area because the attacks yeah. are so bad. Well, I mean, that's that's fair because at least then you have somebody that can call an ambulance. Right. Or can take you out. Right. Or whatever. Not just like some kid being like, I'm going to go see the ghost and, and like walk in and get fucked. wrecked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just get <laughs> fucked, little, little <sighs> Jimmy. So the tour guides are also instructed also instructs you what to do if someone passes out that's how much it constantly happens jesus that's how much it fucking happens in this place i don't know why this like graveyard's not more talked about right visited i think people are scared but i think it's because of the 
the tour, mm. one of the tour guides that runs there, he didn't publis- publicly release a mm. lot of what happens there. He wrote a book about it. Oh, fair so enough. So it's not, yeah, it's, it's more like monetized information if you need to get that deets. But I got some of the deets. I got some deets. So the City of Dead Tours is run by a name of Jan Andrew Henderson. Mm-hmm. He lived in a house nearby and started the tours in the grave. Okay. So he, it, it's... It's 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 the UK, right? Like you can mm-hmm. there be a graveyard and then there could be a house next to the graveyard. Yeah. So like he lived in a flat and he just said it, like rent was cheap, so he moved in, right? So he ended up starting a, a graveyard tour because he kind of caught wind of like shit's going happened. down. Yeah, like shit's going down. So it's like why not capitalize on it? So he wrote a book called Reasonable. The Ghost That Haunts Itself, and it is about the McKenzie Poltergeist. Okay. So through his tours, he was able to get over a hundred witness accounts to things that happened in the graveyard because of the touring. And oh, here, hell yeah. here are some of them. His tour started in 1999, and here's what some people experienced: one woman in a conversation with one of the tour guides mm-hmm. passed out mid conversation. Awesome! Wow. When she there, these are like almost all of them are in the Black Mausoleum. Time to take a but, nap. So <laughs> when she woke up. She said she felt a dark present materialize next to her before she passed out. Ooh. So, like, he's just sucking energy out of people I, I, so we can fuck with stuff. Apparently. Another woman said she had her hair pulled in the mausoleum. What a weenie. And she was, like, screaming about it. Yeah. A party heard rumbling coming from the mausoleum. So when they went towards it, as they got closer, it sounded like a, a knocking. And then some people heard laughter. Awesome. But when they opened it, there was obviously no one in there. Right. Um... A woman complained that she had gotten extremely cold and wanted to leave the mausoleum. Yeah. Passed out. A 12-year-old proclaimed his hair was being pulled in the vault. And when the mother checked on him, when they kind of had gotten Mm -hmm. outside, he had three gashes on his forehead. Jesus. A woman claimed that something brushed her cheek while in the vault. And then later the tour guide found a massive scratch on the back of her neck. No. Woohoo. I don't like any of that. You don't like any? Okay. No. You don't want to go still? I still want to go. Oh, my God. I just don't like it. The houses around the graveyard also report poltergeist activity. Jesus Christ. In October of 2003, a fire broke out around the graveyard, completely burning three houses to the ground, including Henderson's place. And he believes that the poltergeist did it. That's rude as shit. And he now lives in Australia. Okay, fair. <laughs> I was like, no, that's that's totally fucking reasonable. Yeah. So dead animals will also be found around the mausoleum vault. Just like like murdered or just like died? Just dead. No, like marks of like okay. why they're just dead in front of the mausoleum. Like maybe their hearts dead. exploded from terror. Maybe. And he also says that like there's no animal. Like birds will never come into the kirkyard. That shit freaks me out. Whenever yep. there's like no animal activity. Nah, yep. No. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, that's if you don't hear birds chirping, it's time to go. What if that sweet dog boy was keeping the demons at bay? Oh, he was like a hundred years old late. Oh yeah, you're right. Time frames. <laughs> yeah, Oops. it was like 1971 or 1871, and the 1999 is the Poltergeist. Well, I mean, yeah, but the the other fellow, the old fellow, had already died, right? Yes. The, yeah. Yes. So maybe he was just like keeping his master company and like keeping the Poltergeist at bay, so it didn't break out. Well. It didn't the work. Hom- no, the homeless man fucked it up. Shit. Fucking homeless people. So two people who had been on the tours later were committed to mental hospitals. Wow. And their spouses blamed it on the poltergeist. Or like their their partners blamed it on the poltergeist. Ew. So there's like some weird, weird reporting. Like weird shit happens. Ew. That's, that's all I got on the 
Well, I didn't the like Greyfriars it. The Kirkyard. It was really good, but I didn't yeah. like it. Yeah, I was, it, it's really haunted apparently, but I just didn't like how like all experiences were similar. Also just like in one place that's a book. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like grand experiences. This okay. person experienced this. So yeah. That's fair. People, people get scratched and people really like, that's a new one is passing out. Yeah. I don't like that one. Cause that makes me feel like when you pass out, you get re- like really tired or like something just like. It would make sense to me that something like jerked your energy out of you, and that's why you pass out. Yep. So I don't like that. It stole all your energy yeah. too fast, and you go nut nut. Time to take a nap. I don't want to. I don't like that. Don't. I want to go though because it's free, and free yeah, is for me. I do like free, so I want to go. I would really enjoy that. That would be quite fun. We could visit Stonehenge while we're over there. We could also visit that other really haunted fucking castle that we covered with the with the blip. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could visit Lep. We could visit. Wait, was Lep in Ireland or Lep in Scotland? Lep was in Ireland. But, I mean, you just take a we ferry. We just swim. No, there's oh, a ferry. ferry. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It just takes like two hours. <laughs> oh. It's not long. Two hours is my entire life. Okay. No, it's, it's not bad. It's like a luxury, like, thing. It's really oh, that's pretty. Right you went. Yeah, it's really pretty. I'm so jealous. You should be. It was really nice. Okay. <laughs> I also got to go to Blarney Castle. That was cool. Yeah. I got to kiss the Blarney Stone. I so, don't. What? I'll explain that to tell you me, sometime. Tell me that later. Okay. Yeah. So. One of her maids in the Philippines was an aswang. I felt like someone was choking me. I looked up and I saw it and I looked right at him. Nobody saw a single thing. And there's such thing as evil spirits. I believe that. Those very people who don't believe in something end up getting bit in the ass later on. Hello, believers, non-believers, and everyone in between. I'm Sapphire Sindalo. As a Filipino-American who's been obsessed with the supernatural my entire life, I've always been disappointed by the lack of diversity in the paranormal community. So I created Stories with Sapphire, a now award-winning podcast, where I share my personal exploration of paranormal phenomena and spirituality through multicultural stories, interviews, and poems. Even if you're not a believer, I hope my show inspires you to look at the world a little differently. New episodes every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. And in between those weeks, I release a spooky animated video on my YouTube channel. Head over to storieswithsapphire.com for more information. That's Sapphire, S-A-P-P-H-I-R-E. Salamat and good night. Midroll. All right. We have a new Patreon member. It is Katie Kidd. Hello. Is Is our new Patreon member. She is the host of another podcast. Host of Budget Babe podcast. Budget Babe. Budget. I like it. Do you you like that? I like that you a like lot. That? Cool. Yeah. yeah. I listen to a couple of podcasts. They're really cool. It's like a. It's almost kind of like a like a trip through a confessions of a of a recovering mm-hmm. shopaholic kind of thing. I love that. And it's actually, actually pretty nice. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool to like listen to because actually I got a fun cool tips of like. Don't get on your phone if you're not wanting to spend things because advertisement. So that's a really good idea. Yeah, actually, I didn't like. There's just some things that she points out that you really don't think of of mm-hmm. how like marketing schemes really get at you. So she's definitely good to like listen to if you have a bad problem of spending money. Yes. So, Katie Kid, thank you for subscribing to our Patreon. Woo! Welcome S- to the fam. Welcome to the investigator. She joined the investigator tier. Welcome to the investigator fam. Whoop whoop. So if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please be sure to leave us a review that helps us out so much. And Very if you're much. on Spotify, be sure to smash that follow button. Woo! And wherever else you are at, be sure to do the thing, do whatever the that thing. thing be, and it helps us out. Yeah, a lot. Very much. Okay, Zoe, so you know what then? 
Hi, I'm Zoe Knowlton. I would like to tell you a story. Tell me a, tell me one of your spooky stories. It's, it's, it's a spook, sort of spooky. Yours are always better than mine. That's not true. That's always true. So this is Craithus Castle in Scotland. Ooh, oh, so we're both in Scotland yeah, today. We're both in Scotland. What the I didn't fuck even, is I didn't going, realize. What is going on in Scotland? Okay. Ooh. So funnily enough, this one starts in the 16th century. So the castle was actually built near Aberdeenshire in the Aberdeenshire region of Scotland. You're welcome. The outside of the castle is made of this like pretty pink stone, which I've never really seen. But apparently, kind of, sort of, that's what it looks like. Okay. Like like it's a sandy texture, but it's pink. Okay. And it, a lot of places described it as like a Disney princess esque (gasps) castle, which is kind of how it looks. Let's go. It's really pretty. So it is owned currently by the National Trust for Scotland, which offers tours and like of the property in the castle and stuff uh-huh. which a lot of the castles that are in aberdeenshire are owned by that trust gotcha 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 which i thought was kind of interesting that's cool, that's cool. it's a multi-level like castle and the kitchen and wine cellar are located in the vaulted basement mm-hmm. like very bottom mm-hmm. the hall is located immediately above that on the first floor mm-hmm. then and it has, like, really big vaulted ceilings and, like, a big Italian fireplace and stuff that was all built in the 16th century when it was built, right? Okay, okay. Really pretty, really fancy. Oh, Italian anything. Yeah. Go ahead. Beautiful. Yes, Italian hands. Then on the second floor, it contains bedrooms and, like, parlors and other stuff still with that same style of vaulted ceiling. hmm And all of them have, like, beautiful painted like frescoes and like really bright colors and patterns oh and stuff God. yes which is kind of wild because i've never seen that in a castle before yeah it's a little eccentric yeah I was a little like, extra okay all right extra. okay all right let's go with that and then the very top floor is a it's like a four level castle the very top floor is a paneled long like galley where you can just like sit and look out and like see your lands mm. and how nice they mm. are right look over the Poor people. <laughs> of, uh, us up in our high high castle in our frescoes. Yeah. <laughs> our Italian fireplace. On our beautiful stonework. <laughs> <laughs> so the property was owned by the Burnets of Lays from the 14th century on until it was gifted to the, the Scottish peoples. Trust. Gotcha. Okay. So the Burnets were actually given a jeweled ivory horn of Lays, is what it's called. What the fuck? So it's like a big, like, animal horn. Okay. That's, like, decorated and bejeweled and stuff. And this is, this was, yeah, used as their, like, badge of office when they were gifted the land. So it's like, this is your right to rule, right? Okay. That's kind of cool. Okay. Okay. They were gifted that in 1323 by Robert the Bruce. And it's proudly displayed in the hall on the first floor it's, overneath the fireplace. It's still there. Yes. Yes. I want to see this. Bejeweled, it's really pretty. Bejeweled. What? Antler? Horn. Yeah. Horn. Okay. Horn. What animal? I don't know. Okay. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't identify it. It's a, it's a big I'll, I'll horn. T- I'll, take, I'll take a look at it. All right. Okay. Cool. All right, cool. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so this castle, the, the construction was started in 1553, but it was not completed until 1596. By Sir Alexander Burnett of Lays. Mm-hmm. The property was, like I said, passed to the National Trust in Scotland in 1951 by Major General Sir James Burnett. He was the 13th Baronet of Lays. Jesus. So, yeah, 13 that's, generations. Yeah, that's a lot of Burnets. Lots of people. Did it say why he was like, I'm done with this castle? It didn't. I don't know why he chose to do that. I'm assuming it got too expensive and too like out in the middle of nowhere because it's that- on like a huge like acreage yeah that makes sense so it's probably expensive as shit yeah okay like hey 
I'm going to give this to you. Yeah. I'm going to go live in like the city. Okay, fair enough. I would probably do that if that was me. Or maybe I would just live in my castle. Just let it degrade, bitch. You're in a castle. Yeah, Who cares? Fine. <laughs> I'm in a castle. It's <laughs> totally fun. So the Burnett family was never the most famous of families, mm-hmm. but they did still produce a plethora of generals, admirals, bishops, and judges. Mm. And even one of their descendants became the governor of New York. Whoa. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. That's right? cool. Yeah. 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 A successful family. Yeah. It's all good, right? Everything's great. So (laughs) they also seemed to have the ability to stay out of military conflicts very well. So they never lost rule of their castle as a result. Wild. I know. Yeah. As much war goes on like over in the UK. Especially during religious or succession conflicts that happened in the mid 1700s. Yeah. Which we were just talking about. We were just talking about that. So the only time that this castle ever saw anything close to, like, military action was in 1644 when Marquis of Monterose and his royalist army turned up and, like, knocked on the door and was like, hey, give me your castle peacefully, man. Oh, fuck. And the ruler at the time was Sir Thomas Burnett, and he just, he surrendered the castle, so they were apparently old friends, so they just, they had dinner together and, like, just shot the shit, and then the next day... That guy moved on and left Sir Thomas, like, in charge of his castle. <laughs> what the fuck? So I thought that was, that was really nice. That was, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to take your castle, quote unquote, quote but unquote. you're still going to live here. Well, it's fine. Gonna, okay. So that was fun. It, it's just a ruse. It was just a joke. <laughs> it's just, it's so polite. Like, hey, I'm taking your castle. All right. That's fine. Do you want to have some dinner and like talk about it? That's a, it's Is that a, okay? That's a scottish for you i love it it's oh beautiful it's so kind <laughs> it's beautiful it's beautiful so the third baronet of lays was another gentleman named sir thomas burnett he married a woman named margaret abernot in the 1860s and over the next 22 years they had 21 children that's where that came in that hurts me 21 children that hurts me so to house all of the children. She was f- like a fucking professional. I don't know how she did that. Just one right after like, another. Like, to be honest, I don't know how her body did that. Yeah. Because like. Like she, she could have been having like twins and then like allowed extra time to like rest in between is the only thing I could think. Yeah, but like a woman's body can really only handle so many children. Seriously. Like, like stuff literally will like will start to fall apart. Uh-huh. Like your stuff. No. Yep. Yep. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. No, not getting into that. <laughs> Not a good idea. Go, woman, go. <laughs> all right. So to house all of the children, the couple added a three-story wing to the east of the castle to, like, house yeah, everybody and accommodate them. fucking kids. So many fucking children. Unfortunately, that addition actually burned down in 1966, but it was replaced with a two-story wing that's still there today. Cool. So instead of building it to three, they were like, ah, there's not 21 fucking kids now. It's fine. <laughs> so here we are. So all, most of the rooms, like I said, are like, they have those pretty frescoes on the ceiling mm-hmm. and they've been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. So in the 1800s, they all got touched up and like repainted. Cool. So they're still really like beautiful, vivacious and vibrant today. Wait. That's interesting. You mm-hmm. still haven't told me why this place is haunted. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> We're getting there. So uh, here's, here's one. So I only found instances of two different ghosts, which I was a little sad about. Okay. But... One of them is the spirit of a woman that will appear all throughout the house once a year and only once a year. What? She shows up on the anniversary of her murder. So, <laughs> so her name is Bertha. Okay. 
She's said to be the lover of Alexander Burnett. They were, they were young and in love and together and everything was wonderful. And his mom, Lady Agnes, did not think that she was worthy of marrying her son. Oh, fuck. So instead of saying, son, you better send her off, she poisoned her. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. And uh, Bertha died in his arms. So, <gasps> yeah. So she'll come back to visit once a year and fuck shit up. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> I'm down. All right. So, and she's actually, she's affectionately called the white woman because she'll show up in a white gown. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. So what does she do? What, what does she fuck up? So she'll she'll appear in, like, cold spots and stuff. She'll move things around. I didn't get too many reports on, like, what she does, just that she's seen around the house and the property once a year. So. Wild. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That one, that one was. That's a good one. Yeah. That was pretty cute. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Right? The next one is, there's actually a room in, like, on the second floor. Right. Okay. It's called the Green Lady's Room. Yes. Can you guess why? Is there a green lady in it? Yeah. Why is she green? <laughs> she wears a green robe. Like a like a like green a, robe. Like a like a I just murdered my husband and I'm in a soap opera robe. Yes. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah, I'm all for it. Okay. Right? So this room is fairly small. I'll show you pictures of it and put those on Twitter. It's got like whitewashed walls and they have tapestries and like the ceiling is this beautifully like painted deal right it's called the obviously the green lady's room because the spirit of a woman who is in a green robe will show up so she'll like glide in from one of the doors i don't uh, don't like that over to the hearth and then lean down and like pull a child up out of the air what like like an infant baby like a real infant no no like a ghostly infant baby what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. And this kid just comes into existence. It's not like she picks him up from like anything. Yeah. It just pops into All of existence. All sudden she's holding a child. Yeah. Okay. And then she'll like bring him up to her chest and like nurse him. Right. Okay. And she always stays next to the fireplace. Like it's, it's, she always stays next to the fireplace. Probably because she wants to like be warm. Yeah. And keep the kid warm is what a lot of people assume. Okay. She's never threatening. Like never ever. There are temperature fluctuations when she's in the room. Yeah, because she's so, like, sucking that energy out yeah, of the air. Yeah. She'll appear and it gets real fucking cold. Oh, Jesus. Even if there's a fire, it gets cold. Oh. Yeah, I don't like that. Gross. Some visitors, when they like go into this room, say that they feel like a palpable sense of dread. Uh. And they don't like that. Yeah. No. <laughs> Nobody no one, likes no that. No one likes that. She has been seen by a lot of people, including Queen Victoria herself Whoa. when she visited. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. When the queen says. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. So she is said to be a harbinger of doom for the Burnett family. Someone always dies when she shows up to one of them. Yeah. So that's interesting. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Maybe that's why they got rid of the property. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. Yeah. Okay, wait. So uh-huh. this, there is no indication as to why this green lady exists. I've got three options. Lay it on me. Three options Tell for me. You. Tell me. So options one. Option one is that she was a maidservant who bore an illegitimate child and both were killed by her outraged father. Oh, fuck. That's option one. Okay. Option two is that she's been around since before the castle was even built, wandering the land, or possibly living in a castle that was built prior to this castle. Okay. And then there's option three. Okay. That in the 17th century... The lord of the castle was looking for a new wife. His first had died in childbirth, a blessing for both the child and the wife for escaping Alistair Burnett. Oh. 
Yeah. Okay. So the young daughter of a neighboring family caught his eye. Her name was Fiona. She had dark hair, long limbs, and was just a wild and free spirit. Right. Okay. Fiona loved someone else and had had some fun times with the man. Okay. Right. right. And he was a soldier. He went off to war. Her dad didn't know. She was pregnant. Oh, fuck. Uh-huh. So she couldn't tell her dad, hey, so I'm not married, but I'm pregnant. So because at that point in time, she was afraid her dad would kill her. Oh, yeah. So her dad was like, I'm going to marry you to Alistair. And she was like, well, that's not what I want, but it is what it is. So Alistair was very happy about this marriage because she's real pretty. Right. Right. And he was like, well, she she doesn't seem to like me very much, but that's okay. She'll learn. It's going to be fine. Ugh. So she gets pregnant, quote unquote, quote unquote okay. gets pregnant. I will probably air quoted that at the same uh-huh. time. And she gives birth to the baby several months early. Oh. Right. From when they right. had sex. Right. So seven months in, she has a healthy child, full term healthy child seven months in. Oh, no. He figures it out. Oh, no. He takes a mallet and crushes the baby in front of her. Ah. Oh. And she had... Like, he, he told her, if you ever say anything about this to anybody, if you ever shame me like this again, I will kill you just the same way. So, she never did. She was, of course, a, a broken soul after that. Yeah. Damn. She, yeah, she complied with his wishes. They had many more children, but she never forgot that first baby, and in death, returned to the castle to nurse and love him as she was never able to do in life. I like option three. Yeah, so there's no proof of this story, however. Uh, for any of these, actually. Uh. But in the 1800s, it said that when the room was being renovated and the ceilings were being redone and everything uh-huh. was being redone, they found the bones of an infant buried underneath the hearth of the fireplace. Oh, there it is. Yeah. There it is. Okay. Yeah. So that's the that's the story of this castle. It's very short. Oh, short. Short, sweet, and to the point. Short little baby, yeah. baby castle. Krathis, which always confuses me because it's spelled C-R-A-T-H-E-S. I don't want to call it Krathis, Krathis. but it's not. It's Krathis. It's Krathis. Krathis. Yeah. Okay. So there we are. Little baby story yeah, for you. I feel like there's like a lot, a lot of castles in Scotland mm-hmm. that are haunted just yes. like that. So many. Like they have just solid fucking ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like lots of people see. It's not a like one or two person has seen this. Like, yeah. I actually, this is something I'm going to put on Twitter for everyone. I have a picture of her. Do you have it pulled up? I do. Can you just like turn the yes. laptop? So I'll post both pictures. I don't see shit. It's, it's just like, a bu- it's like a little family, right? Right. It is. It's really cute. And then oh, you zoom in. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that's a, that's a. Yeah. That's, that's a something. Woman in the doorway. Yeah. Oh, God. So I'll post that on Twitter because I feel like it's worth it. That's actually um, a pretty good shot. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... Yeah, and that, that's the green lady's room. I'll post a picture of that, too. Okay. Yeah. It's for dramatic effect. They made it green. But... Let's say it. Like, it's a <laughs> green room, too. But I figured it but was yeah, it's, lighting. It's, it's quite good. It's quite quite interesting, I would say. So I'll definitely post that on Twitter. I feel cool. like that would be a fun time. It gave me the, the chills real bad when I saw it. How, so. how long does it take... There was, like, a statistic that it would take, like, if you went to a castle every day, it would take, like, 500 years or something. Yeah, something like that. There's a lot of castles over there. You just have, like, a castle marathon. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun, actually. That'd be great. <laughs> It'd get a little boring. No. Never. Okay, okay. Okay, never. excuse me. I've been in a castle a few times, and they never get boring. I've never been in a They're castle. They're just cool. Oh, my God. There's one in Tennessee. Oh, never mind. I've been to that one. <laughs> You've been in a castle. Yes, yeah, so I have. not an Irish been... castle. Yeah, just not, like... Or a Scottish castle. I mean... 
Not like a uh, castle castle. Right, like know? a like an authentic, like like Italian hand authentic castle. Yeah. yeah. Chef's kiss. Chef. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Cool. Fair enough. We're we'll have to that. do that one day. We'll we'll do like a ghost detour yeah. of a castle. It'll be really fun. With with adult money. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. We it'll be good stuff. I'm excited. After pandemic's over. Yeah. Yeah. When and, it's you know, safe to do stuff. And when you can take the vaccine that yeah. doesn't have just uh, closing thoughts, y'all. It pisses me <laughs> off. As someone who, like, wears a mask and, like, does all the stuff that I'm supposed to do, number one, I'm still mad that I got COVID. Number two, I'm really salty that as a person who develops anaphylactic shock with penicillin, I can't take the vaccine. Because if you have a penicillin allergy and it's just, like, hives or, like, it's not anaphylaxis specifically, you can still get it. But that's what I have, so I can't. Oops. Woo! So, so have to wait fun. for a little bit better vaccine to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just rely on shit people to get the vaccine. <sighs> yeah. I'll get it for you. Thanks. As soon as I'm able to. I appreciate it. Because I, I just had pigs in a blanket. I don't give a fuck what's in that vaccine. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, I don't care. <laughs> uh, Those little beanie weenies. Be Let's... Bleh. No, it's fine. It's fine. It is what it is. Cool. Good time. So if you like what we do, Ooh. and you want to check us out some more, be sure to check out our website at www.hauntheribarelyknowher.com. And you can sub, sub, submit a suggestion Please. on our website. Um, oh, yeah. Story suggestions. The Greyfriar Kirkyard was uh, my sister-in-law, Savannah. She suggested that. She sent me a TikTok. And she's like, fucking I'm helping your podcast. And she sent that to me. So, she's so sweet. Yeah, I want to meet her. She sounds she's so, so nice. She's so fun. She sounds so nice. She's fun. cool. She doesn't listen to the podcast. Cause that's fair. She doesn't listen to podcasts. That's honest. That's all right. So she suggested that. So if you make a suggestion, we will. Give you a shout out. Give you a shout out. And I, I forgot to. That's okay. I you still did, did it, it now. End. I still did it now. Yeah, you still did it. it That's what it matters. So you can also check us out on our social media. Um, Twitter and Instagram at H-H-I-B-K-H podcast. Thanks. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Yeah. The, the hamster in my head just stopped it's fine. running I all saw of a sudden. It. Okay, I cool. saw it in your eyes. <laughs> my eyes just like blanked out. Cool. Okay. All right. I think that's all. Yeah. It. All right. So until next time, haunt her. I barely know her. Or something. Something like that. Yeah.